0: Amen. After I was newly married, Serenity and I went to one of those Japanese restaurants, the kind where they cook in front of you. It's a good time. Now imagine, if you will, the chef cooking an extravagant meal right there before you, flaming the meat, tossing the vegetables in the air, seasoning everything with great, great taste. And then imagine the smells Imagine hearing the sizzling of the grill. Imagine the great display of the chef's skills on display. Imagine all of this, and then imagine if the chef finishing that great meal right there before you, putting it on a plate, and bringing that plate and holding it up right there before you so you can see it and you can smell it. It's all on display there for you. And then once he displays that plate, he turns around and walks away with the food. I don't know about you, but I would be rather upset. I would be even angrier if I was hungry. As they say, you would be hangry. I would have been very hangry. Obviously, the reason being is that the food was meant to be delivered. It was meant to be eaten. It was meant to be delivered right there before me, before you, if you will. Now, dear friends, that holy Thursday long ago, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread Indeed, did you hear it? Jesus, get this, he gave the bread. He gave the cup to the disciples. And once he had given the bread and the cup, he told them to eat, yes, to eat and to drink. Indeed, Jesus gave to them and he told them to eat and to drink. The disciples, they were to receive. And so the point that is being made is that the Lord's church Christ's church is to be a hearing church. It is to be a eating church, a drinking church. The Lord is a distributor of good gifts to his church, and his church is to be a good receiver of those good gifts. Just as a good husband should give all good things to his bride, Christ, the, Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus gives all good things to his church. Forgiveness. Life, salvation, as a gift. Unfortunately, though, throughout history, the church has not always been able to eat and to drink. For example, just a brief history lesson. In the history of America, many churches were established, as you may or may not know, in the tiny towns of America in this vast landscape that we call America that was undeveloped at the time. Furthermore, many of these churches do not have a pastor. And so oftentimes, one pastor, yes, one pastor, would have to serve many churches over a very wide geographical area. As a result, it was very, very common for a pastor to ride a horse and travel great distances between multiple churches to baptize, to perform weddings, and to obviously give communion, to administer the Holy Sacrament They call these pastors circuit riders. And so it was quite common for a church to only receive communion perhaps four times a year. Indeed, it was four times a year for some churches, as the pastor was able to make it only that amount of time. However, fast forward a bit with the invention of the car. Yes, with the invention of the car, communion slowly increased in churches from four times, for example, a year to once a month. So You see, even though the pastor still had many churches, the pastor, well, he became faster with a car. I kid you not. That was that, how simple it was. More ground could be covered for the pastor. And as we know, many decades later, with the advancement of the road system and cars traveling even faster, many churches returned to weekly communion, just like the early church did in the book of Acts. And so what's the point? It might be easy to say that communion four times a year is the magic number, if you will. Or one could say that the magic number for communion is perhaps every single week. However, both of these miss the point. The reason is is this. The Bible itself never sets a minimum for how often communion should be offered. Nor does the Bible, on the other hand, set a limit. In other words, a church that drops the hammer and says with authority that communion must be offered every single Sunday is just as much an error as a church that says that communion must only be offered no more than four times a year. Jesus, he never stated a number. Indeed, he never gave a number. He never said, you know, four times a year is good enough. We better not do any more. And he also did not say every single week. But instead, Jesus, he used this word, he said often, yes, often. And what does the word often mean? Well, it means often. It means many times. But again, no minimum or maximum was ever set. Instead, we're only left with Jesus' gracious, get this, his gracious invitation to hear, to eat, and to drink often, I might add, with gladness and joy. And so, dear baptized saints, we must understand that the Lord instituted the Holy Supper not as a law to be kept, as if it was something on the Christian checklist for obtaining a certain level of piety. Communion is not something on, indeed, a Christian checklist, nor is it something that you do and I do to appease an angry God. In other words, the Lord's Supper does not belong underneath that category of the Ten Commandments. It's not an eleventh or twelfth commandment, per se. Sure, we, we do have to understand that there are indeed commandments to discern the Lord's table and examine ourselves in preparation for the Lord's Supper, but these commandments are there to ensure, they're there to ensure that we don't abuse and misuse this gift of the Supper. In other words, They're there to protect the Lord's Supper from you and me, twisting it into something that it is not. But again, the Lord's Supper is not a command that we are to perform and do. Instead, the Lord's Supper is a gift. Indeed, it is a good gift. A gift, I might add, that might be received. You see, your Jesus, he tenderly and earnestly invites you. Indeed, he tenderly and earnestly invites you and me to himself for refreshment. Gifts, they're meant to be given and they're meant to be received with eager gratitude and joy. And so, yes, listen up this evening. You and I are urged to come often to the Lord's table with an eager humility because the Lord wants to He wants to give you something. It's that simple. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to strengthen our weak faith. Again, the question is not, how many times must I go to the Lord's table? But instead, the question is this, why is the Lord so good to me, giving me this gift so often? Why is he so good to us, giving this gift to us so often? In other words, the Lord's table is not about you and me saying, oh, do I I really have to receive the Lord's Supper again? Instead, it is about you and me saying saying this, today I get to hear the word of God. Today I get to receive the body and blood of Christ. I get to eat. I get to drink. God be praised that the Lord has found it in his gracious heart to give to me again and again, and again. Baptized saints, this Christian faith is all about hearing. It's all about receiving. It's all about eating. It's all about drinking. It's about hearing and receiving and eating and drinking because you have a Lord who gives to you and he gives these good gifts. And so, come to this church. Come to this table here this evening, not four times a year, not even a hundred times a year, but often. Yes, often. Often because the Lord gives his word to be preached into your ears. The Lord, he gives water combined with the word to be poured on your heads. The Lord gives you his body to be placed upon your tongues. The Lord gives you his blood to be poured into your mouths. And we, the church, we, the church, we receive it often as a sheer gift. Because you and I know that the Lord has more to give than death and sin and the devil himself can take. Hear that again. The Lord has more to give than the devil can take, than sin itself and death itself can take from us, take from him. Indeed, death and sin and the devil cannot limit our or limit or overextend the graciousness of our giving God. I once heard a pastor say that church is nothing more than beggars coming together to receive free, warm bread. And that evangelism is nothing more than one beggar telling the other beggar where the free, warm bread is. This pastor is correct. We are here to eat and to drink as beggars. And the Lord is here to give himself to you and to me in, with, and under the bread and the wine as a gracious and generous master. And the best part, we can come as often as we want, as often as we want or need, because the Lord never stops giving. He never stops giving his good gifts to you and to me. And so, baptized saints, take and eat take and drink. Receive the forgiveness, life, and salvation of Christ that is given to you in this blessed sacrament that was instituted for you that holy Thursday, that Monday, Thursday, long ago for you as a gift. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word